Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 43 of All Booked Up, the Buffalo and Erie County Public Libraries podcast about books, movies, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Michelle Snyder. And I am Jacob Maracu. And here we are. It is the haunting time of oh, year. Best time of year, if you ask me. Oh, uh, it's so good. Not weather-wise, but definitely well, the weather when it comes is super to- rad because... It's like, oh, I'm chilly and wearing a sweater. And then, oh, today is rainy. I'm snuggled inside. And then, mm. oh, today is 80. <laughs> like, it's going back and forth. So you're getting a little sunshine, getting a little shade, getting some leaves changing. What Kep- more do you need? A, catching a little bit of the flu with this m- constant change. But that that's okay. I get to wow. wear my... I is that... That's the attitude you're bringing today. Super pessimistic. We're talking about the flu. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, I get to wear my long sleeve shirts. That's always nice. I always like wearing my drink cider and eat really crisp apples and wear a knit hat and just be happy. What do you people want? We're gonna have this argument again. This I've is told the you. Best. I've told you before. I am a juice apple guy. I do not care for the crunchy apples. We we can't get into this. No, we really this can't. Last time we were that yelling at each other, this will literally just... cancel our friendship. I <laughs> had an apple yesterday that I bit into and was soft, and I just opened my mouth and let it let it all fall out into the garbage. I I feel like that's legitimate. I can understand that one. I just can't with the with the soft apples. I know. Kelly is listening to this right now and she loves them and she said to bring her my once bitten soft apples because she likes them and I just it's don't. A, it's an awful snow white thing I heard to say. That's 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 a caring for she, the environment food that she's like I'll eat your one bite apples. You, you can keep all your mushy apples. Don't want them. Get exactly. them out of here. Um, okay so I think this week next week we have to do scary stuff. It's a scary time of year. Yeah, it's in our wheelhouse, too. It's really crazy because I don't even really like scary movies that much. Like, I wouldn't consider myself a horror fan, Mm -hmm. but I love them in October. I make sure that almost every film that I watch in October is a scary movie. I feel like that's the right thing to do. Right, like it's, right it's that time. You just have to make yourself feel terrible. <laughs> like that's just See, what you have to that, do. That's where I'm coming from this morning. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I know we both saw a newer film that we should talk about, and then maybe we can talk about our all-time faves this week. And then next week we'll talk about some more. But next week I'm really going to get into some scary books because I've been doing that this October, and that feels really good too. And I don't been, always do that. Just been knocking out those goosebumps. Yeah, that's it. Rock some R.L. Steins. <laughs> Knocking them out week by week. Fear, some Fear Street. That's the best. Um, okay, but so you saw Hereditary. I did see Hereditary, and I got to admit, I was surprised. I didn't think, I thought it was going to be like a slow-paced kind of crummy horror movie, but it was, it was not. It had some slow pacing. So it's a feature debut from writer-director Ari Aster. Um, so that's a pretty great introduction of him into the the film world. Oh yeah, it's a good start. Critically loved, made money. It's a yeah. good way to kick off your career. That's for sure. Definitely a the whole premise is kind of a nightmare vision of a domestic um, breakdown. So I'll, I'll I'll say what the film is about a little, and then I have a clip from it which I'll set up. But so the story is that when Ellen, who's the matriarch of the Graham family, she passes away, and then her daughter's family. Um, who is played by Tony Collette. We will talk about that performance. There's Um, a lot to talk about there. But the family begins to unravel these cryptic and increasingly terrifying secrets about their ancestry. Um, And the more that they discover, the more they find themselves trying to outrun the sinister fate that they've possibly inherited. 
So um, before we talk about the film more, I'm going to play a clip from the movie. And what this clip is, it doesn't really give anything away in the film. I don't think you can give anything away. This, is a very, this movie does not go where you expect it to go. Very true. So this is the, the mother, Toni Collette, and she ends up in her son's room because she tends to sleepwalk. And this is a conversation that they have, which just really gives you an idea of the family dynamic and the the spiraling that this family is doing. Let's see it. Mom, what are you doing? What's going on? You're sleepwalking. I'm sorry. Is Charlie here? Why are you scared of me? What? I never wanted to be your mother. Why? I was scared. I didn't feel like a mother. But she pressured me. Then why did you have me? It wasn't my fault. I tried to stop it. How? I tried to have a miscarriage. How? However I could. I did everything they told me not to do, but it didn't work. I'm happy it didn't work. You tried to kill me. No, I <laughs> you love to you. Me. I why love did you try you. to kill me? I did. I was trying to kill me. Uh, yeah, so that gives bit, you an idea. Yeah, a little bit of an intense clip there without actually giving away anything about the movie. Yeah, but it really helps you understand their dynamic and just some of the performances and we how messed to, up you're going to feel watching it. We need to talk about the performances in this movie um, because everybody was excellent. Like, Yeah, uh, I think Toni Collette maybe gave her career-defining performance in this movie, which is crazy to say for a horror film. Yeah, and considering all the movies that she's been in, like mm-hmm. she's not an unknown actress. She's been around for a really long time. Yeah, um, she's amazing. This movie. There's a lot of a lot of Oscar buzz on her this year. She's gonna get, might get a nomination. For I mean, a horror that's movie. great. She's crazy. I mean, all of the cast was really, really believable. Oh, I yeah. felt like it was really well cast. They did a great job. Um, um, Alex like, Wolf, the kid who plays the son, mm-hmm. is really good in this movie. I've never seen him in anything before. No, I haven't either, but I definitely hope to more. That's who you just heard in the clip. Yeah. The the whole film is just ominous and deeply disquieting. I feel like this is the kind of movie that pushes horror movies into like a whole new terrain. Yeah, and it does so without like over-relying on some of the horror movies, like The Witch, for example. They rely on a lot of like what they like to call dread and which I like to call just wasting a scene where you just put on the distance and you just let wind or whatever the heck they're trying yeah, to do there. you're like, I got it. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's not scary guy. But this one, it does kind of the same thing, but it actually has payoff in and after the scenes. Yeah, like it's definitely a slow burn. Yes. Um, but a lot of horror films really rush into the action. And in this movie, you're never sure when something horrific is going to take place. No, yeah. So that is what's really great about it. Because it builds up and you like it g- gains your interest the more you watch it, which is important. It doesn't come out right away and let you know what kind of movie it is mm-hmm. and then it slowly unravels what's kind of going on and it just gets crazier yeah, as know. the movie goes you know and also what i really liked about this is that it's not full of like a bunch of cheap jump scares no, they barely do that at all it's more about the scary imagery and the atmosphere building that puts you in the zone it's a perfect halloween movie it is it's just good performances good movie and it's not predictable it doesn't no. unfold in a predictable way which is like again so many horror films you really you have to wait until the end 
to understand what is happening. Yeah, and they make sure you understand it. That They sure definitely do. Yeah, that, <laughs> Jacob feels maybe they over-explained it a little I, at the uh, end. Just a little bit over-explained. Like, yeah. you know, I don't need to know every detail. It's like, I got it. I, I watched the movie. We, yeah, you know. <laughs> I, was, I was with you the whole time. Yeah, I know everything you know. I saw but it all. yeah, this is a good, um, you should definitely, you know, grab this at the library. You might have to put a hold on it. But this is a good one yeah, to watch because it's not just you get the scares, but you also just get a quality film with quality performances. So. Yeah, which is really, you know, it's what you want in a movie. That's what makes a movie is the performances a lot of time. They can make a good movie bad or a bad movie good. So there it is. One check out, everybody. Jacob Film Critic. Um, so that was a good one. So let's talk about some of the other ones that we like. Now, I'm just going to say, put out there that these films that I'm recommending I feel if you're not big on horror films or you feel that most of them are terrible, I'm recommending movies that I honestly think are really good movies that also scare you. I don't know what Jacob's going to be doing over there. I think we all know it's going to get a little weirder, but I'm just saying if you're like, well, I want to watch a horror film, but I don't want to just watch something like Saw where people are you know, being tortured or something along those lines, these are films that create a really honest fear in the room yeah i'm i'm gonna go a little a little regular this week I'm gonna what be, uh, yeah they're gonna be some nuts ones next week that's what i'm gonna say because i'm oh, trying okay to, saving it up for next week yeah i don't want to i don't want to go you too wild. you don't want to scare them so that they don't come back now having said that when you hear some of them you're gonna be like oh my god that movie of all things oh you know i literally the night before we record i practice all my eye rolling at home that's so that good, it's very smooth a good when idea. we record okay so the first movie i want to start with this is my all-time um, favorite horror film, and it is called The Descent. I love that movie. I want <gasps> to see that in theaters. Did you? I, did. I think I would have died in oh, theaters. I almost had a like panic attack no, in, the cl- in the first half of that I movie. I mean, I almost had a panic attack in my living room. So the premise of the film is that a year after this severe emotional trauma that this uh, girl Sarah has, she goes to North Carolina to spend some time exploring caves with her friends. Always a mistake. I mean, these people in their cave exploring. Mm-hmm. What is that called? Is that kerplunking? Uh, uh, spelunking. Spelunking. That's yeah. it. That's it. I don't know what I combined Great. there. Um, kerplunking. But after, it's a, what is kerplunking? That's the game where you pulled the uh, the sticks out and you try to keep well, the Well, see, that's more my speed <laughs> if that doesn't sum me up. But after descending underground, the women find strange cave paintings and evidence of this earlier expedition. And literally, that's all I'm going to say about the movie. Mm-hmm. Do not let anyone tell you about this movie before you see it. Because the ride is, I'd say, a lot more fun if you do not know where it's going. The last time I watched this movie was one of the first times I've actually had somebody legitimately like scream during a movie. Like mm-hmm. There was one of, the jumps, one of the jump shots in that movie, and they just legitimately let out a... They just freaked out for a second because it just I caught mean, them off guard so you, much. I mean, if you... If you get claustrophobic at all, like I do, you are truly going to suffer during this oh, film. That's just the way that it is. You're I just mean, watching it like, why Why would you go down there? Yeah. Like, you see the size of these holes that you're trying to climb this through? This descent it's like, no, into no. you know primal chaos and madness. So yeah. it's dark. It's claustrophobic. The cinematographer, who is Sam McCurdy, but he has a, a way with darkness um, where it can be... You know, oppressive is when like the screen is black or you're surrounding like a small tunnel or it's like a terrifying emptiness at the same time, which, you know, you kind of feel with your own like sort of real or imagined uh, dangers. So it's really flawlessly orchestrated. Um, 
I don't know. It's also it's a Neil Marshall movie. Who's um, I'm a big director guy, as okay. a lot of people know, and he is known for a guy who can take a really small budget and make a really spectacular looking movie. Um, Game of Thrones brings him in when they have a very difficult or expensive. Oh, really? Shoot. Yeah, because oh, he that's can, fascinating. He can bring it in fast, cheap, and it looks fabulous. Um, so he did this movie. He said one of the tricks that they did w- for making the caves and stuff was that they uh, they only reused the same hallway and they just shot it from different angles or they just had people walking it from a different side. He's like, I only had like one set because we didn't really have a oh, budget. I wouldn't even have thought that at all. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I just shot it from different angles or just put the camera in different places. It looks like a totally different thing. You, yeah. don't, like, you didn't have to worry about lighting because it's in a yeah, cave, dark. so you don't have to worry about that a lot of the time. But this is, this is good. Whatever you do, though, after you see it and you love it, don't go watch The Descent 2. No. Because they tried to make the same movie. They just made it way more terrible and... You're like, well, I already know what happened in the first one, so this one mm-hmm. is not interesting yep. at all. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the second one just blew. as with so many films. Um, but just, yeah, definitely check out the Descent. I can't recommend that enough as a horror film. No. I've traumatized many friends with it. So, <laughs> all right, what do you got? All right, I'm gonna go right for the gold right off the bat here, and I'm gonna recommend Dead Alive. Have you ever seen this movie? Which one is Dead Alive? The um, Sumatran rat monkey that kicks off a zombie apocalypse. I don't think I have, even though I know it's like classic. So this movie is directed by Peter Jackson. Wow, really? Oh, yeah. This is why when he got Lord of the Rings, people's jaw hit the ground. Because he basically did exploitive horror films and gore flicks in Australia before he gained, like he did like Meet the Feebles and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Another, ooh, we'll get into that (laughs) some other time. Um but the movie is about like this rat monkey that gets delivered from the Congo and it bites people and they start becoming zombies basically. Okay. And it goes to this um dude who's um I think his name's Arthur. Um it goes to his house and then it bites his mom so then it's about him trying to hide his zombie mom from everybody. Okay. But it's like a horror comedy thing. Okay. So there's a lot of like he ends up fighting a zombie baby at one point, like in a park. <laughs> He's getting into a fist fight with this baby. You, I mean, you um, had me at Rat Monkey, but fighting baby, obviously, I'm getting it tonight. He's, there is a chase scene where he is trying to run away from a mutant pair of lungs, stomach, and intestines that's been that's chasing him around this house. Just the lungs, stomach, and intestines. There, there is a... This is a very Jacob movie. It sounds ho- like it was made for you. <laughs> a horror movie legendary scene involving a lawnmower and about a hundred or so zombies that you just have to see it to understand the craziness. (laughs) This movie is ranked as probably the most gory movie ever made. Um, It's actually really funny at parts too, um, despite what you would think, but it also has a lot of gross out humor. Okay. Um, Peter Jackson, as we all know, is an excellent director, so the movie actually flows nicely. It actually is fun to watch, and it is a watchable movie. Just, I don't even know how to describe it. Just like, if you don't like gore and blood in your movies, this is not the one. This is not the movie for you because this they, they go all in on that. Okay, but it is such a fun movie to watch. Um, yeah, just go pick up. Dead I mean, Alive. this is the time of year to watch it. Yeah, the library has. It, I so always we can come see pick it up. Dead Alive Two. How's that? Right, that's a different movie. There is no Dead Alive Two. There's not. No, because they they changed the title. It was like Brain Dead when it first came out, and then it became Dead Alive. And oh. but there is a Dead Alive Two. Yeah, but it's not this one because this one what it it's just a totally different movie yeah because they changed the title for america it's oh. one of those kind of scenarios oh. hmm. man what don't you know you're so knowledgeable well in horror movies it's it's kind of my jam you know okay how it is. sorry i'm banging my teacup around That's all right well happens. so next one um another one i think that you saw which is wreck 
Oh, I love that series. Also, so good. Okay, so REC, which is just R-E-C. Um, so you'd think of it as like short for record. But mm-hmm. it's a 2007 Spanish movie, which I think really um, set the bar for found footage films. Oh, yeah. So this is not the first, which we'll talk about. But this is the one that I think did it the best. Yes, it's just and such, such a good And then when you watch movie. the other ones, you're like, oh, they're terrible. But the premise well, is the late. the second one's good. I mean, like um, other found footage oh, okay. films, um, I think really struggle. Not all of them, but again, we'll talk about more of those. So this is about late night TV host Angela and her cinematographer, and they're following the fire service on a call to an apartment building. But the Spanish police end up sealing off the building after an old woman, just in her bloody nightgown, is infected by a virus. So no one who's now in the building, not the firemen or the cops on hand or the residents, are allowed to leave. So cops block the door and you see like glimpses out the window of like men holding assault rifles and there's a helicopter circling above head so Angela encourages her cameraman to keep filming um, no matter what happens even as this infected old woman begins manifesting in acts of <laughs> let's say ravenous violence um, oh, let's go with let's go with that yeah but this movie has nerve shredding intensity it is like edge of your seat tension oh, i feel yeah. throughout the whole thing they actually are able to pull off a hard trick in these found footage movies which is explain why people would continue to film in these scenarios like a lot of the time you're like why why wouldn't you, you just turn the camera yeah, off drop the camera and run man yeah this one it actually makes sense like plot wise like why they are continuing to do it um it's and they actually it does feel like a one shot kind of movie like that too like a lot of the time they kind of break it up this one has like that intense single take kind of feel even though it's really not oh yeah and you are just following it and again it's one that you really have to kind of watch uh to the end yeah that it, it takes whereas, a turn at and the they end. almost are explaining it as you go out so you kind of know what you're expecting but it still doesn't make it less um, horrifying no. but I definitely did watch this while not leaning back on the couch but I found myself like sitting upright on it being like oh wow this is so that's a really excellent film also sometimes I think maybe reading the subtitles on it helped me a little because then I could like kind of look away from the action I was like I have to read I don't have to look at whatever's really scary yeah, it's like I don't know enough Spanish to follow this movie yeah exactly I have to so I can only imagine that last scene in the attic was uh it's a quite intense uh, scene in that one. The whole thing is intense. It's so dark. Um, and there's other films that have done it. Like I think next week we can talk about Paranormal Activity a lot, who's okay. done you know great things with using the camera in the dark and things. But uh, yeah, this is this is one of the best. I yeah. can't believe how quickly time is going. So it's, it's the you way go it's on to your next. Dilation, we'll man. do a few more here. All right. So what to go with next? Yeah, it's really tough. You have right. a huge list. I do. Well, it's horror movies. Like I said, it's our favorite. I know. So this movie was one of my favorites when I was a kid. That is Pumpkinhead. Have you ever seen it? Pumpkinhead. No, I don't think I have. So this one, it sounds like it's going to be a stupid, like, Washington Irving kind of horror movie. <laughs> Not at all what it is. Um, it's actually it was a Stan Winston creation. Um, the, um, you know, Pumpkinhead monster. It's thing you expect to be like, you know, it's like a jack-o'-lantern kind of head. It's actually like a 10-foot-tall demon that is just <laughs> horrifying looking. I was imagining just a man with a pumpkin on his shoulders like that meme or that gif of the oh, dancing yeah. guy. <laughs> like that. That, and I was like, that doesn't sound terrible. I kind of go see that movie, too. Like, I'll, yeah, I'm interested. Let's go check that out. Um, but this movie, it um, yeah, it's just so good. Um, oh, God. 
I'm gonna try to. I'm trying to remember that. I'm never gonna remember it. I will eventually. So basically, it's about these uh, farmer living a secluded life out in like the Tennessee high um, mountains. Always a good spot. You know, some good stuff's gonna. Hate go it down already. There. So he runs a store. One day, a group of teenagers are just going through on a little vacation. They're riding their dirt bikes, and bam, they run over his kid. So oh. they ki- run over and kill his kid. So he decides to go to the local hillbilly witch, and there's a curse in the area where you can sell your soul in exchange, and they'll she'll be able to conjure a demon that will sure. get revenge for you. I mean, he's lucky she was local. Sometimes oh. you have to really travel for the hillbilly witches. So. Oh, for sure. Oh, Lance Hendrickson, that's who it is. Okay, so. I don't I still don't know who it is. So you it doesn't you matter. will know who he is if you look if oh. you, once you see his face you'll be like, "Oh, it's that oh, dude." that guy. Okay. So, he does it and basically what happens is they conjure the demon and it's kind of like as the demon starts getting its revenge for you in brutal and awesomely gory ways. Um, it basically takes your soul and you kind of like merge into one. Like you kind of the All demon right, don't is tell alive me too much if I'm going to check it out. Oh, but it is just oh, it's such a good movie. The creature is horrifying looking. His story is nice and cool. The performance of Lance Hendrickson, as always, is top notch. For and he's got his perfect little creepy horror movie guy face. I need I need to Google him. I don't like that. I don't know what he looks like. Oh, but yeah, Pumpkinhead. It was one of my favorite so movies that's as a, a good kid. One. I okay. still it's on. I still watch it. When How it comes old out were now. you when you watched it? Is it an age that you definitely should not have been watching this? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> okay, like I, it was like a definite little kid. Like, right. <laughs> if I was eight years old, I would have been astounded because this movie's like from the late '80s, so I was yeah. real young when I saw it. Okay. Um, oh man, there's so many I want to talk about. Oh, I really wanted to get into Blair Witch Project, but just because I feel like um, that in 20 years from now, if you find yourself having to explain how found footage became the go-to technique in horror films, you know, you'd have to talk about the Blair Witch Project, which is like the blueprint, I think, for a lot of films that came after. Um, But so many people have seen it. It's a little older now, so maybe I'll kind of move on to something that they don't know. See the the third one. The third one? Yeah, Blair Witch. That one's good. Was it? It was okay. It looked terrible. I like the Blair Witch Project because it really proves that imagination can be scarier than anything else in the film. Because there's a lot that you just do with your own mind mm-hmm. um, watching the film, which I will say when I saw it in theaters, I it was that time when you thought it was a true story. Yeah, when every th- we thought everything that was on the internet had to be true. Yeah, so it... <laughs> All that to be young again. I sat in that theater for 20 minutes after it ended because I was just damaged. I was just like, this is the most horrible thing I have ever seen. But anyway, anyway, you know Blair Witch. If you haven't seen it, it holds up now. But the movie um, You're Next. Oh, man, I haven't thought of that movie in a while. Okay, so, you know, it's not like my all-time favorite, but it's one that not everyone knows about, so I wanted to bring it up. So it's about the Davidsons, who are an upper-class family. They're extremely wealthy, but they're all estranged. So in an attempt to mend their broken family ties, um, Aubrey and Paul Davidson decide that they're going to celebrate their wedding anniversary by inviting their four children and the children's significant others over um, for, to the, for the weekend. And it kind of gets off to like a rocky start between them. Um, but, you know, it gets a little worse when this crossbow-wielding <laughs> um, assailants in animal masks suddenly attack them. So they really have to kind of pull together. Um, Boy, howdy, does that movie take a turn. Right? <laughs> and I one. like it's a really smart horror movie. I feel like it's really clever and stylish, which is what I liked about it. That for me, because I don't really love horror films in general, this was like a breath of fresh air among all of like the terrible slasher movies that I feel exist. 
Which there are numerous. There's there so are many. So many bad ones. So this was like a nice kind of, um, it's you know, an energetic and effective mix of brutal gore, which is there, but also black humor. Yeah. And it doesn't take itself too seriously, which makes you able to kind of watch and have a good time along with it. Probably my second favorite kind of horror movie are the black the black comedy ones. Yeah. Like there's a lot of comedy, but there's also like some horrific stuff going on. Yeah. I think that's like the sweet spot almost for horror movies if you're not going to go like full just crazy insanity. Make us laugh. Yeah. Make us laugh at it. Um, all right, let's let's get a couple more. And I think next week there's actually I've discovered about myself creating this list. I really like dinner party movies. Really? Like on my list of some of my all time favorites, I'm like, oh, that's another dinner party movie. Well. So I, yeah, I think it just because it leads to like really good conversation. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that more yeah, when I I'll just th- lay out on the table and you can dissect my brain here and let me know why I love that dream come true (laughs) wait for three weeks everybody for our favorite dinner party movie episode (laughs) that's going to be on the way all right what do you got all right I'm going to go with Tucker and Dale versus oh my favorite I feel like we have talked about this on the show well let's talk about it every day on the show Tucker and Dale just so great movie came out of nowhere it is about these two redneck dudes I almost like it's hard to say without giving away like do people know when they start it the direction it's gonna go because i didn't you didn't went, really you didn't know you wanted that movie cold yes i went into a cold <laughs> so then i was like oh my god it's so funny when yeah. you don't know but i guess you can it's it's so it funny and horrific so it's about <laughs> these two redneck dudes um that are just kind of hanging out and fishing hanging out their cabin in the um thing and then there's a horrible misunderstanding between them and a group of teenagers. Which may, it is like the best play on horror films because you look at them and obviously they would be the antagonists of this film. Oh, yeah. They're like, we're wearing flannel and we, we're talking kind of dumb and southern and we drive a dirty pickup truck. So it's like the setup of every horror film you think you've seen. Yeah. And then it's just not at all what no. is happening. Like, it's just a matter of everybody just. Hey, Kyle. Kids, <laughs> just the so wrong. We got your girlfriend. <laughs> There's, oh, it's just it so, so great. Some of the death scenes in this movie, they will both like just be how bad they are. They'll like make you cringe, but also laugh at the exact same time. It's so smart. Whoever who did this? Do you know who made this movie? I, who I wrote do not. It or directed it? I do not. I wish I had it. They're thing, they're a genius. I was oh, like, yeah. how has this never been done before? It is so good. It's so quotable. Oh, yeah. There are, <laughs> we have had us a doozy of a day. <laughs> like, it's so good. All well, I want to do is go home and watch it right pe- now. People listening to it because we're trying not to like ruin the plot for you. Yeah, just so confused about yeah, what because, we're talking about. Because but. if you say too much, it, it'll take a little bit away. But so you've got a scene involving you've got a flannel wearing hicks. And you've got young, beautiful college students trying to go to a remote location. You can paint the rest. But I, you're I wrong. Almost, I almost <laughs> lost my mind with the scene with the wood chipper. Like the, it was just the, one of the best beyond. scenes in the movie. I was it's just, beyond. Oh, also, so I'm going to say just the bees. The scene with the bees. <laughs> the bees is also good. This is something for everybody to look forward to, guys. This is what you have to look for. Bees and, I can't. and wood now, chippers. All day I'm going to be like, hey, college kids. <laughs> okay, for real. Just go get that one right now. You will not be disappointed. No, my no, dad no. always listens to this. I'm going to tell him, I think... You know, Dad, go go right now. I'm going to put it on hold for you. You can pick it up at the library because it's the best. At all our 37 branches where all of these movies that you hear and all booked up are available. Right. So. They might not be at all of them again, but you can get them sent there. Yeah. Convenience. <laughs> Convenience is the thing. Okay. 
I'm so glad you brought that up. Like my whole day's just improved. <laughs> um, so I have to talk about my favorites. Oh, these movies are the worst, and they are the best. Oh, I have seen all of them. Many of them in theaters, but I'm going with the entire Final Destination horror <sighs> franchise. Those movies are great. I love those movies so much. I don't where to even begin. So there's five movies right now, I believe. I think they were working I, on a there six. Might, there might be more than five. I don't <laughs> yeah, even know at this point. Five, but they center around a small group of people who end up escaping impending death when one individual, so it ends up being kind of the protagonist of each film, has a sudden premonition, and it warns them that all of these people are going to die in a terrible mass casualty accident. So then they end up avoiding their foretold deaths because they kind of freak out, Mm -hmm. and they're like, I just saw this thing happen. But, hey, man, you can't escape death. So the survivors start to be killed off one by one in these bizarre accidents, which... um, are caused by these just amazing unseen there's like an unseen force creating this complicated chain um, of events it is like a Rube Goldberg situation it's totally like a Rube Goldberg machine in their complexity it is amazing you just come into it you don't take it too seriously you are going to see really gruesome deaths oh just horrifying stuff is they are awesome Mm -hmm. they're so funny because they're coming up with these just more and more extravagant ways that someone dies this is not like you know someone gets stabbed someone gets shot at all this is like a 15 point setup for one character to die and they do it for all the characters through all the films and they catch you off guard every time they always find new ways it's never what you expect how somebody's gonna die you know the way i got into it i was i remember when i was young i was um at my mom's house studying i think for like a college exam and it was super late and i had the tv on but i had it on like really low volume and I looked up, and it was Final Destination 2. That's the car crash mm, one. Yep. And so it was Why just... Why nobody rides behind uh, <gasps> trucks carrying wood I mean, anymore. it's become... That's in my vernacular. Like, when me and Andrew are out driving, and we're like, oh, switch lanes, there's a Final Destination ahead. Because yep. you're like, I'm so scared of this. We'll see it in all things. But I watched this scene, and I was like, that is the worst thing I've ever seen. What is this movie? And then that was it. I was hooked. And then it's so great because there is a continuous storyline with these movies. Like they're all connected and they have like a continue. If you watch them, there's a plot to follow (laughs) as you go through all of them. And oh, just the fact they keep coming. I feel like I want to get a hired one of these movies so I could just come up with some ridiculous death scene. I don't even know if I could. And they, they really trick you where you're like, oh, they keep showing the the hairspray next to the outlet which is sparking you're like it's gonna blow up and then it doesn't nope. it's something totally different that happens they're hilarious they're awesome they're just oh, but they're gruesome so you know yeah, if you have good. older kids you could laugh together but if you showed it to a younger child they will be <laughs> scarred for life they might never leave the house I, I say still let the little kid watch it they got to be desensitized Not little oh stop that's, that's what stupid. i did that's what worked on me and i've become I a perfectly well-adjusted in- person <laughs> yeah. as we all know from listening to this show for all these weeks <laughs> I, I can't now we have to end look what you did you got to go out on a high note michelle you know how it goes <laughs> Okay, so um, that is really we got, <laughs> well adjusted. We, <laughs> as we sit here talk about horror movies <laughs> this early in the morning. No, I 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, you grab all this stuff, do a couple plugs, and then I'm going to talk about scary stuff. So remember, everybody, everything you hear on All Booked Up is available at your local library. So feel <laughs> on to, uh, you know, come on down, check it out. Well adjusted. <laughs> um, okay. So I have a couple of scary facts, but I'm going to say them over some of the music from Hereditary because the Uh-oh. score from Hereditary is amazing. By Colin Stetson. I'm just going to say this is one of the best scores um, in a movie. And yes, he is the cologne guy, by the way. What? Stetson Cologne. Stop. Stop it. Don't lie to people. (laughs) Okay, so here is some creepy truth. Did you know that in the 18th century, rich people paid to get their rotten teeth removed and replaced them with the healthy teeth of poor people? Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Yep. The Does fad reached its peak in 1815, where teeth were actually pulled out of corpses of soldiers who had died at the Battle of Waterloo. Mm. And they stuck them in the mouths. I don't think that's how teeth work, though. <laughs> I mean, they figured that out. But it took, like, medicine a really long time to figure things out. Like this, which is going to blow your mind, that until 1986, mm-hmm. okay, people, 1986, doctors did not think that babies could feel pain, and they performed open-heart surgeries on infants without anesthesia. What? Yes, until 1986. Why exactly did they not think babies could feel pain? I don't know, because they can't verbalize it? I have no idea, but that is a fact. Yeah, that's mind-blowing. That explains a lot, actually. And then here, I think, is something to keep close to your heart. Um, during this Halloween season, in case you didn't know that there are likely thousands of microscopic mites that are crawling on you, trying awesome. to reproduce and populate. They live and lay eggs in your hair follicles, and they burrow into your skin. So mm. I wanted to get into that a little more because I feel like people are going to be super happy to know it. But there's two different species of mite that live on your face. And they are eight-legged creatures with an elongated body like a worm, but Hmm. they're so small that they can't be seen with the naked eye. Um, And their entire lifespan is spent on your face, and they eat, they mate, they lay eggs, and they die. Um, And while there are mites on other areas of your body, don't think there's not, their favorite spot to occupy is the face because of the pores on your face are larger than anywhere else in your body. So it makes just, I guess, the coziest little home for them. Yeah. Oh. So you have um, an average of two mites per eyelash. So that to give you an idea of how many are in your face right Great. now. Great. Scientists aren't sure if the mites are beneficial or harmful, um, but they are sure that you can never get rid of them entirely. Awesome. See, that's <laughs> information I totally needed to hear. Did you need to know? Yeah. There are bugs crawling all over you right now awesome and that is where we leave you folks thank you for joining us for our spooky episode and again catch us next week for some more movies and, and we're gonna we're gonna go books. at a much quicker clip so we can actually get more of them in there next week. yeah okay. sorry it's okay i, 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 I forgive you okay guys take it easy and boo bye